Welcome back to season four of the Be Contagious Leadership Experience. And after extended hiatus, yes, we are back. We are coming to you with better shows, with better content, with better speakers. And today it starts with Rise Directors Akin Otomosu. Now, Akin was a fearless leader. We were out in Greece filming this movie for Disney Plus based on the story of Milwaukee great Giannis. Right. So if you know Giannis, if you know his story, you must have watched Rise and I hope you enjoyed it. Well, Akin and I sat down and we talked about the process of being a director, the process of being a leader and how his own story, his own journey has brought him to the place today. So I want you to sit back. I want you to take notes. Enjoy this conversation with myself and Akin Otomosu. Guys, before we get started, I want to talk to you about the power of gratitude. It is the missing superpower when it comes to our players, our coaches, our family members, everyone. You know, so I encourage you to head over to HernandoPlanels.com. We've put together a great 30-day gratitude journal called the High Performing Gratitude Journal. It's designed for your athletes, for your coaches, for your people to increase performance each and every day. You are going to unleash the power of gratitude and you will reach levels in your life that you can't even imagine. So head over to the website, HernandoPlanels.com. Hope you pick it up and I'll talk to you soon. And we're back with the Be Contagious Leadership Experience, and we've got a great special guest. Not only was he our fearless leader on the movie Rise, but he's also a great friend of mine that I built a great relationship over the last year. And I'm going to show you, everybody, how great a relationship I have with him because I may butcher his last name. But that's all right. That's all right. So, ladies, please welcome Director everything talented akin otomosho <laughs> was i close oh man you were good you were good you were good all i'm saying is i i've butchered my fair share of names so the way i look at the world in terms of equilibrium and stuff i'm good <laughs> <laughs> well, it's great. Every time I go somewhere, you know, it's, it's, it's funny here in the United States, every time I introduce myself, I have to say, my name is Hernando. If not, they'll be like, is it Fernando? Is it Orlando? And then <laughs> when we were in Greece, then I became Hernando. Like, hello, my name is Hernando. <laughs> well, listen, I think I've made that mistake with you as well. So we're good. <laughs> and I apologize, actually. <laughs> no, it's no problem. Because, but because, because I think as I was giving you the pound, you like corrected the name. I was like, I'll snap. <laughs> <laughs> it's all part of it, man. It's all part of it. Well, I want to thank you for coming on the podcast. No thank you for Tell having me. This is, this is amazing. You know, I had a chance to get to know you last year when we were all, oh my gosh, with COVID shutdown in Greece of all places um, <laughs> and, and everything else. But again, if you don't mind, if you don't, if you don't mind just sharing, giving like the elevator speech of who you are to our audience. Thank you, man. Uh, I always say I'm that guy who's still working on his jump shots. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to hone the jump shot. Um, you know, uh, listen, you know I'm, uh, I'm, I'm someone who loves stories and loves basketball, loves film, completely, completely obsessed with, with, with those 
with those three things, I think storytelling, film, basketball. And so the journey of life has been trying to be immersed in those three things as much as possible, <laughs> you know, and different aspects of it. Right. Yeah. And, and now how long have you been in the creative space, the film industry? Um, so I think I've probably been in 25 years. Wow. Yeah. Now I'm, but, and, and then where did you get your start in the film industry? So I started, I went to, um, I studied drama. So I studied to be an actor at the university of Cape town. And, um, while I was at drama school, I realized very quickly that in as much as I thought acting was cool, I found my love of story uh, developing, you know? <clears throat> and that's also because my, my father is a writer, you know, my sister is a writer. I grew up, um, my, my late mom, rest her soul, is an, was an architect. So I grew up in a, in a town called Ife in Nigeria. Mm -hmm. And um, I grew up at a time when some of the greatest writers uh, right. were also there. Wally Schoenka, who was the first African to win the Nobel Prize for Literature, mm. Ben Okree, um, you just named them. There were so many writers that came in and out of our house. And my and so what always the, the way they told the stories and the way in which they weave these tales or their plays or their films or their books. So I, I always grew up with that. So I went to drama school. So while I was in drama school, I realized very quickly, like I actually have more passion for storytelling. And this is 1994 South Africa, because my father moved us all to South Africa when I was 17 in 1992 from Nigeria. So at drama school, I, 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 uh, I borrowed the drama school uh, uh, video VHS camera, <laughs> which I didn't think I actually, I don't even know if that was allowed, but the gentleman and rest his soul, he recently passed a guy named Paul, Paul, because to film the drama stuff, you just had to put the camera and just film the stage, right? And then they would log all the production. So I said to him, let me, why don't I do this, but then you let me keep the camera. And for the longest time, every time I was, every time I'm back in Cape Town and I'll bump into Paul before he passed, I would always say, Paul, one, thank you for letting me have that camera. And two, I don't know if you, I don't know if you actually allowed to let me have university property. And the first place I took that camera was, basketball court where we had practice so i took it to my basketball practice and basically it began this love affair with the camera and trying to understand how it tells stories and my parents bought me a small uh, uh a small camera so i was able to use my classmates in my early forays in film where i knew nothing i didn't know about lights you know about sound you know what i mean i was just i was just i was just um educating myself so that's so it, it all started at drama school and then i left drama when i i became a professional in that sense in 1997 and that's i've been in the industry ever since 25 years and fast forward and now you are the director of the movie rise starring Giannis and his family and 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 dad. that's just great story in itself i mean talk about a little bit how that story kind of captivated you and what was that process from almost beginning to end for you. So the, the, the beautiful thing about directing Rise, and obviously that's where we met working with you and shout out to you, Amy, and your wonderful team and everything you guys did. Um, I remember mornings looking out of my hotel room and you guys were doing the stretches. Then I threatened to come and join. Yes. <laughs> Every time I said, I'll be there tomorrow. I'll be there tomorrow. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but but you guys really put in work. So shout out to you and uh, just love your ethic and, and everything. You know, I love basketball. And so 
don't be surprised if basketball comes up, especially when we start even getting into some of what I know the podcast is about, which is leadership. But it's like, because of, of a love of basketball, which started with Michael Jordan. And so my brother and I were quite useless at soccer. <laughs> couldn't play this, couldn't play soccer. <laughs> Didn't know what was going on there. And so these friends of ours, whose father used to work for the World Bank, they would always go to they'll go to the states for holiday. Mm-hmm. And when they, when they'll come back, they would bring VHS tapes of the latest music videos, latest films, shows. And so whenever they came back, we always would go to their house to watch everything that was the latest from from America. And one year they came back with "Come Fly with Me" the Michael Jordan, and they put that VHS tape in, and I watched it, and I said to my brother, "This is the sport we're going to play." This one, we're going to play this sport. Right. I, I see a path here. <laughs> I can see how we could be good at this sport. Yep. And my brother is a much, he, 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 he became a much greater player than I was. But, but so that, so that, so starting with Michael Jordan and just this love affair with the NBA, I then got deeper into it. And I was like, well, okay, are there any African players in the, in the NBA? Wow. There's Hakeem Olajuwon. Oh, amazing. He was the number one pick. Wow. Okay. There's Dikembe Mutombo. Mm. There's, and then and then so and then I became obsessed with their stories. So I say that to say that every year the draft was out, I'm always checking for the for the African players right. because unlike now, you know where I think you've got the G League, you got the BAL or college, the path is a little clearer mm-hmm. to the NBA for a lot of the current African players. Whereas in the '90s and stuff and the '80s. That's not the, the path. Their story was always interesting, right? right? How they got there. So I became obsessed with their story. So when Giannis, when 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 Giannis came into my consciousness, I immediately went and I read his story. I immediately went, "That's an amazing story." Yeah. And if I ever have the opportunity to make a story about a basketball player, it would be this guy because this story is amazing. This is my story. This is all us. This is so inspiring. And 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 so on. And this is before two-time MVP, defensive player of the year, NBA champion, you know, top 75. So I was already attracted to the story. And I just let it percolate in the back of my head. You know, I I I wrote, I used to write a column for a site called Africa is a country. And my my my, you know, they, you know, Sean who runs it, he loves football. So he has a football is a country uh, uh, sort of column so i had basketball as a country and i would record all my uh you know when i whenever i was at an all-star game i'll write about the all-star game uh, i'll go to the all-star game right about so i've I'd, I'd written about Giannis. um i had an opportunity to interview Giannis, and so he had been always in my mind you know mm-hmm. and and fast forward 2019 i'm in los angeles i buy a sports illustrated magazine Giannis is on the cover and I'm just reading the magazine because, uh, you know, Giannis is on the cover. And um, there's a line there that says, Disney is making a film about his life. So I was like, whoa. I said to my agent, whatever you do, you got to get me in the room so I can tell these folks. If given the opportunity, this is how I'll make the film. And I kept the magazine by my bedside. I kept it by my bedside. Every morning I'll wake up, look at the magazine. Before I go to sleep, I'll look at the magazine. And I said, I'm not taking this magazine away till I understand or know that they have another director. And so it took a year. Okay. It took a year. And then my agent, they watched, I did a film called Via, which is a very successful film. You know, New York Times critics pick, Ava DuVernay's company picked it up. I won the best director for, I won the best director of the African Movie Academy Awards. It was just, Via was just an amazing, amazing film for my, for my career. So, 
they watch fire and he said, okay, they watch fire. Now they want to meet you. Uh, here's the script. And I read the script and I just fell in love with the rash script. And so, and so I went into that meeting and the first meeting was Charles Sombier, um, Bernie Goldman and um, Vanessa Morrison. And so when I went into that meeting, I had nothing to lose. Right. I had nothing to lose. I just spoke from the heart as to how I would tell the story if I was given the opportunity to do it. And after that, it took like seven weeks and every week they would ask me questions and then yeah. I would also send them stuff. I would send them music. I'd say, hey, these are the songs I'm thinking here. I did a mixtape. You know, my manager and I, we, we did a mixtape. And so, and then they would say, okay, how would you do this? And how would you do this? And how would you address that? So every week was like that. And then finally, on the, on the, on the night that Giannis won his second MVP, mm-hmm. I had my call with, with Chaz, Bernie, Vanessa, and Sean Bailey. And that's the night I got the job. And I've just wow. been smiling ever since. It, it, you know, and I, I, what I love is you gave us that inside look. Because, you know, when people are watching movies, and like, oh, that was that director. A lot of them believe because they don't know the film industry. Just think it just falls on your lap. Like, <laughs> you're just like, oh, a director, you, you'll direct it. Yes, I mean, yes, you yes. hustled. <laughs> like, you were, like, making... Like you were making mixtapes, like you were 15 years old with the cassette trying to get it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, the key thing about that is what I always try to tell my students when I, when I, when I have an opportunity to teach is nothing is promised. Nothing is promised and nobody owes you. Yeah. So, so if you want something, you, you, you have to put yourself in position Mm -hmm. to get it. The getting it is not up to you because somebody else may hold the cards to that stuff. But you got to put yourself in position. It's always like how I feel about basketball. If you want the ball, you got to put yourself in position. To get yeah. It. <laughs> you know what I mean? Call somebody to set a screen. Right. Go set a screen. Keep right. moving. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. No one right. is just going to give you the ball. <laughs> the And now talk about real quickly about how that first meeting, obviously you really wanted it. And sometimes when you really want something, two things could happen. One, you get really nervous and tighten up. Or as you said, you were like, I'm just going to speak from my heart. Was there any special preparation that you did mentally before you walked into that room? So I think that's a great, that's a great question. And there's three, there's three levels to it in terms of, in terms of the prep. For me, it's, it's, I take inspiration from, from, from like, you know, people who, everyone who's like good at their job. So I'm always really obsessed with like, how do they do it? What do they do to prepare? And then obviously you find your own thing. So Jordan always had that thing of like, he always used to say he's performing every night. And I think Bill Russell said about him. Someone said about him. He was prepared to be Michael Jordan every night. Mm. So some kid might, that's the only time some kid would ever see. He wanted to make sure that person went home. Right. I saw Mike. So you're talking about Jordan, elite athlete every night, bringing it every night. And he also spoke about that thing of like the joy of showing people the skills and everything I've worked hard for. So when you look at it like that, you go, I've worked hard to be a director. So actually, I take pleasure in that. You know what I mean? Like, actually, this is the this is part of it. So so there's that there's that part of the mentality. You know what I mean? Like, this is what you hey, you've knocked on their door. Now they say, hey, come inside. You can't now come inside and be <laughs> so. Uh, you know what I mean? Like that's not the. You know what I'm saying? Like you got yeah. it. You, you, you've you've put yourself in position. So I take that from Jordan. 
Then what I also do is I, I, I write down. So I make sure I make my notes as to what I'm going to, how I think that, you know what I mean? Like you make your notes mm-hmm. and say, okay, mention this and, and develop my thoughts so that, and the third thing, which also comes from Muhammad Ali, which I always love from the documentary, um, when we were Kings, when he talks about, when he, when he talks about in that press conference, he's like, I've been knocked down a couple of times. My jaw's been broke. He <laughs> says, I'm doing something different for this fight. I'm chopping down trees. I'm mm-hmm. wrestling with alligators. What he's talking about is being a veteran. And mm-hmm. so 25 years in the game, I've heard no. Mm-hmm. I've heard doors slammed in my face. I've heard you're never going to make this film. I've heard all those things. So because you've heard it, you're prepared for it. So in other words, ner- yeah, it's good to be nervous and excited because obviously that's, that people run over. But I go the other way. I just go, there's two ways this thing goes. You either get it or you're not getting it. Right. If you get it, you're happy. If you don't get it, what's the lesson? Yeah. I mean, what's the lesson, right? It's, and that's what you're constantly learning. And I think yeah, yeah. I found most, if not all successful people, they are lifelong learners, right? That's such a cliche term, but it really is. But it's the truth. Yeah. What am I learning from this like right now? It may suck. It may not feel great, but what am I learning right now, right? Yeah. And one of the things too, I think a lot of people don't understand is as a director, you are in charge of a lot of people, right? Yeah. Everyone has that de- their department heads, Yeah. right? And, and I've been on concept meetings and you're the first director that had full of energy. We came on the concept meeting. No disrespect to any other directors I've worked with whatsoever. <laughs> but I'm just saying you would come on. I'm telling everybody we'd come on this meeting, and you know, we're first of all we're in Greece, but it's during COVID, so not nothing's really open. Trying to find things is just crazy, right? But you would always come on, and you would say these words: "Dream Team Number One." <laughs> you would yeah. say that. And, you know, in the beginning, I think when you first said it, because I like watching it, uh, everyone's reaction on Zoom and they're like, what is this guy talking about? And then as time <laughs> goes on, everybody was like, yeah, this is cool. And then as time went on even further, everybody was like, yeah, we're the dream team. <laughs> like, you have people Like, where does that come from? And when you're looking at leading a group of people, on top of that, and I, and, and, and I know I talk way too much, but you're leading yeah. a group of people with a pretty large budget. So, and you have to be on time. So <laughs> like, where does that come from? Like, how do you get there? Well, I mean, thanks. And, and the dream team number one was always, you know, I think that, I, that cause that's, that's the feeling, right? I, I think as a person, I'm like that, you know, I, I just feel like for what we do, I'm just so thankful. I'm sure you know this and you're in the game, in a, in, you know what I mean? Like you, apart from your wonderful work on film, you're also in the world of basketball. You're also somebody who has nurtured young people. You're also somebody who has seen people, great potential, not make it. Somebody drop out because of circumstances. So I always have that in the back of my mind. It goes back to not, nothing is promised. So, so, so I'm happy to do what we do because I've seen friends of mine with the same aspiration. We start out at the same time. They drop out for whatever reason. No mm-hmm. judgment. Or people who, you know what I mean? Like, there's just so many horror stories. So every day I'm thankful. And I never forget that. And I think that's the first thing. So I'm happy to be here. I hope everyone else is happy to be 
<laughs> you know, uh, and, I'll, and I'll bring it the 100. So, and then in terms of like, and so for me, that dream team, you know, like the dream team, let's just go back to basketball, the, the original dream team. Right. Hall of Famers, all of them, you know. Um, and so, and so, again, you take from that. You take from this group of, of, of players who like, you know, a lot of people picked up basketballs because of those guys. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And so that was always my thing. And then you come to coaching. It always goes back to basketball. So every time we start a film, I'm always, it's about building the team. How do you build a team? And it's the same thing when you go to play pickup, you get mm-hmm. to the court, you're looking at who's running the court. You're going, okay, we're going to need some offense. We're going to need some defense. What's my role in the thing? I'm, maybe I'm not a the shooter, but I'm the, you know what I mean, getting the rebounds. And so basketball has really informed a lot of my directing principles because I just feel it's the same. It's like you're building a team. And when I watch coaches, when I played, and also because I acted, mm. I saw how directors treated actors. So there was a part of, or treated the crew. So there was always a part of me when I was in the early days when, when, when my primary business was acting. Um, I would go, well, I'm not going to, I see how this director is doing. I'm not going to do that. Make mm-hmm. Don't do that. Um, or do that. Or that won't right. do that. Um, coaches, how did they build a team? Phil Jackson, how do you coach the greatest player ever? Right. You know, all, all of these, all of these, all of these things is really about building a team and hopefully you can build a team. Mm-hmm. And, and that for me is the greatest thing. And the greatest thing is when you can, when you, when you built the team and it takes time, not, not you know, you, and I think consistency is important. It goes back to what Jordan was saying. Mm-hmm. He's prepared to be Jordan every night, not taking right. any nights off. Right. So, so when people are flaky or you don't know where they are, you know what I mean? Like that's where in life you go like, oh, I can't trust, I can't trust it. Well, I can't trust her. So I take those lessons. And every time we start a project, I'm really interested in building the team. And then the idea is that the team can shine, that we all shine, mm-hmm. that we bring out the best in each other. And so that's really the process. It's, 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 the, it's the process. And you're only as strong as the team. And so with Rise, you know, along with Bernie and the studio, we build the team, which includes yourself, which includes Mbolaji, which includes Cabello and everybody. Right. To just make sure that we all want to do great work, and 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 operating at the at the pinnacle of our of our of our ability at the time, you know what I mean? Yeah. No. It, it, when you're building a team, you have to build cohesiveness, community, which I mean, I you you definitely did. And on top of that, I think on Rise there was uh, obviously different cultures coming everywhere. Right. We had the locals, the Greeks were were working, Americans were coming over. You know, people from all. Over. I think we had yeah. like transportation guys from the Czech or wherever they, you know, um, and everybody. And one of the things, and I, and I really didn't mean, I do mean this, like you are an elite communicator with how just watching you on set. I I don't know if our listeners can really um, just imagine this, but imagine you're on set 12 to 16 hours a day, maybe longer. There's all these things going on. We have to have different camera angles and we're shooting (laughs) basketball. So Ken would just, you know, we, we do the basketball. He would come up and say, uh, Amy, 
Hernando, you'd pause. You have this dramatic pause, okay? <laughs> then you say, right, what if, like, what do you think of this and this? Then you would pause again, right? You you give the, the space for people mm-hmm, to talk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you you come back and then you you bring it around. I know it's such an odd question, but your communication style, working with people, um, and also make them feel together. I know that's part of team thing, but there, that is something that you either learned or you're also raised with as well too. And being an actor as well too. But how, like when you, do you, do you see yourself as an elite communicator when you're like, Oh my gosh, I hope I said this, you know, with everything. Well, I'm glad you, I'm glad you said that because a lot of my, look, I think a lot of it is testament to, I, I always give credit to my mother. I'm uh, rest in peace. and my dad. Because in which the ways in which they raised my brother, my sister, and I, and also my grandparents, who mm. have also passed on from the West, you know, my late mom's from Barbados, so my grandparents from Barbados. So, so growing up, I was able to watch my father, who was, as I said, writer. He's also he was the head of the of the department where we, you know, we grew up in a like I said, small town called Ife, but it's like a university town. And so I was able to watch my father direct actors on stage. I was able to see my mom be the head of the urban planning unit as an architect. So I was able to watch those closest and dearest to me in leadership position growing up. But I'm glad you mentioned the communication because I remember when I started as a a director, my my main issue was how do I communicate? Mm. And so many times, I'll, I'll tell you a story, many times I would I remember in the beginning, I would. Uh, I remember giving one actor a note. Um, I didn't know him very well, but I gave him the note. But like one of my good friends was acting in the scene opposite him. So I gave the guy the note and I went back. And later on, we were talking. And my friend said to me, you know, when you gave him that note and you left, he said, I don't understand a word that guy said. <laughs> 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 so, so, Hernando, my thing is like, I've spent time trying to get better. Mm-hmm. get better at it get better at it get better at it get better at it so by the time you meet me 25 24 years later you know <laughs> dealing with 1997 <laughs> 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 the director 1997 version you're dealing with um someone who's you know like as, as Mohammed Ali says chopping down trees <laughs> yeah you know and and I I think again when people watch movies they watch film, they watch TV. There's a huge process that comes on. There's a creative process. You know, even like the original script is not even usually close to what the final script comes to. Yeah, I know you talked about Rise being such a great story. When you had a chance to sit and talk with Giannis and his family and the people close to him, how were they? I'm sure they were excited, but, and did you feel almost like not a burden, but there's, there's a big responsibility here. There's an amazing responsibility here, and so I always, I always felt that. But and and please, because uh, you, you know, I can also go off on a bit of a tangent. But I wanted to always say, to, I wanted, I, you know, whenever I go into meetings, I always try to tell everybody I'm the community filmmaker. Mm. I'm interested in the, I'm in the, I'm in the let the ball move. Uh, you know what I mean? The the triple post offense. You know, <laughs> let's all share the let's <laughs> the triangle offense or yeah. or. or or the beautiful brand of basketball where he's moving. Mm. So the communal filmmaker, because I also have to find the language to define what kind of filmmaker are you, because all filmmakers are different. And I've got director friends who their style is totally different to mine, which is all cool. So um, 
with the family, what was important to me was that they were excited. And, you know, for those who don't know the story, Bernie Goldman, producer, and Yorgos, uh, Bernie was uh, shooting um, 300, uh, the, the part, the second, the second one. And Yorgos, who represents Giannis, uh, brought the story to Bernie. And Bernie was like, hey, this should be a Disney. It turns out Giannis loves Disney. And so Bernie, Giannis, and Yorgos went and pitched to Disney. And Disney wow. agreed. So that's before any of us got, before Rash was hired. Giannis was already an exec producer. And he opened. And, and the thing with Giannis, again, when you're talking about, when you're talking about not only an inspiring person, but just also his leadership style. Look at the Milwaukee Bucks and his leadership style. And also just his inclusivity of his family. So whenever we met, I was just meeting with Giannis. Tanassis, his mom, Veronica. Um, whenever Alex and Costas were available, they're either joining us by Zoom. We're having mm-hmm. calls to make sure the time zone works. Just speaks to the type of person that I think that's why people love it. Because they can see this is the type of person he is. All inclusive. And I really like that. Because then we're all singing from the same hymn sheet. Right. And so... As someone who loved that story, I, I was like, not only, like, you need to gain trust. I, I want you to trust that I'm going to take care of your story. So you don't even have to tell me the responsibility. I'm fully aware of the responsibility because I accept the responsibility. Mm-hmm. I embrace the responsibility. This is what it's about, right? So I was, I, was, I was always aware of that. And they were so clear about the kind of story they wanted. And also, they were so open. So... We could call um, Veronica, who, you know, um, you know, there's a beautiful scene in a movie when Yetide beautifully played, and, and shout out to the cast as well. You know, Yetide plays Veronica, and when she's taking baby Giannis back home, and she's singing this um, song from, mm-hmm. from, you know, called Omo Mission Rere, which is a beautiful song from my childhood. I remember hearing that song it's when I was six years old. It's like my father's favorite song. It's just a beautiful song about parents and children. And... Vera and I singing the song over the phone because I was like, sure, you remember. And, she, and we start singing on Mommy Shonri. So what I'm trying to say is like that kind of, that kind of openness mm-hmm. allows us to be great because there's a trust. They're not, you know what I mean? And so I took that energy and tried to sprinkle that energy around, which is the energy in, in, in which in ways I like to work. And so as an actor, I remember as an actor, I'll be on set and I just see directors shouting and shout. It's like, yo, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> right. I'm not going to do that. I remember once working as an extra uh, in a commercial when I was a student. And, um, uh, you know, I was in this commercial. And we had finished at like 8 o'clock in the morning or whatever. And like, our scenes were so quick. But then because the transport, somebody forgot, the, somebody forgot us. We just had to be there the whole day. And I remember thinking, and I've tried. I mean, you just, you know, everything is trying. But I remember going, if I have a direct... I'm not going to waste people's time. Like, if you finish, you can go home. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, don't keep anybody waiting. So I say that to say, like, all these things are just observations of life and then trying to apply them. And 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 um, failure then success and failure and success. But each time, never stop learning and never stop trying to tweak it. It's like the game. You're always one play at a time. You know, one play at a time. Now, how was it you know, working uh, with, you know, the two actors, Uche and Raul Agata, obviously they're brothers in real life. Also first time actors. Yeah. And they have a great story of themselves of, you know, how they got there, but even beforehand, 
But how is that working with, yeah, two brand new actors, never acted before. They're, they're working on their acting craft and trying to polish up their basketball skills. Um, how was that process for you? It was an amazing process. And shout out to, to Raul and, and Uche just putting in the work. You know, what I realized is that a lot of our, my career, I've, I've worked with uh, first-time actors mm. um, a lot. And so, and so I'm comfortable with it. I understand it 100%. And the thing about it is that I think what I'm always looking for, whether you're professional or non-professional, is emotional intelligence. Mm. And if you can find someone with emotional intelligence, you can direct them. And so that's what I'm always looking for. I don't look at it like... I, I, there's a technical thing you have to understand that they, they, will, they will figure out or oh, don't don't look at the camera. <laughs> you, know what I mean? you know what I mean? There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a, oh, be aware that when you're here, there, there's some technical things mm-hmm. that you have to understand, which will, t- again, it's about the team. How do I support you? How do we support you to make sure, again, you can shine? So building that infrastructure around actors is, is, is really key, but then more importantly, because I'm always looking for emotional intelligence, you're tapping into something that's not about, I can just recite lines. There's right. something deeper. And so they both have emotional intelligence. Everyone, you know, everyone in the film. So that's the key thing I'm always looking for. Are you emotionally intelligent? And by emotional intelligence, do you understand the difference? Between, you know what I mean? Like, can you, can you empathize with this character so that mm-hmm. we feel so that the audience feels like, wow, yeah, that's that feels right, you know? Yeah. Now, in terms of, of just the excitement, working with actors, working, you know, with producers, the Disney, et cetera, you know, you go, you the rise comes out, you're probably saying, well, I think like everybody's like, oh, this could be a pretty good movie. Then you see the reviews. Okay. Now, now, now I mean, is there like this hidden, like, do you do you like the Tiger Woods fist bump because you're like, ah, oh, people love it? Or do you get like emotional? Or like, what are those feelings when you first like, oh my gosh, someone's gonna review this thing? Yeah. <laughs> well, like, you know, the, the the truth about it is again, it's the same thing. You you step into the arena and you say, here's my work, or here's our work that we humbly present to you. <laughs> 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 and 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 you know I always say you know our our what we enjoy like when we you and you you and I and the rest of the team would always talk about the moments that are ours mm-hmm. and the moments that are ours uh, are the moments when you're making the song the laughter the time the getting the take right the stuff those are that's that's what you cherish mm-hmm. the moment the film is finished and you present it to the world is now everybody's and everyone is going to going to weigh in and I feel like I always take that kind of um I, I I understand where the joy you know what I mean like enjoy the process which is why I'm saying when I'm when I'm on the calls or like I just love it you know um and then the audience reception is the next it's the next phase which is how has the audience responded to it and it never gets old it's always a beautiful thing when people respond no yeah. question no question um, and, and especially in this and for Rise, because, you know, I, I, I remember saying it to even to, to Giannis and his family, and we echoed this a lot on the set, you know, lead with love, is mm-hmm. that we made it with love. And so we present it with love. And I think one of the most gratifying things is to see people's response to it and, 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 and um, respond to the love. 
because they can yeah. see the love. And I think that love is is evident in the what you're watching because also the spirit was great and the energy was great. You know what I mean? So that's you're looking for that. So I I I I, I I'm I, I'm happy. I'm very happy. Like I like like for me, getting the job was already slammed up. Right. That was already the slam dunk. And then, but I'll tell you what, the moment we when we showed Giannis and his family the film, because they saw it earlier, and I'll never forget Bernie and I walking into the theater and Giannis and his and his family crying mm-hmm. and, and looking to us and saying, We did it. And I think I think that 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 moment, I'll always cherish that moment because as you said, that's the responsibility. And you've given us trust right. and we've given it back. And then to then see the beautiful reviews, the beautiful audience response that continues to grow. It's amazing. It's amazing. No, it, it's so I have to tell you, I, you know, I didn't see it until I saw you two weeks yes. ago here in New Orleans. Um, and, you know, it's, it's one of those movies that and I never really I have to admit, I don't of all the films I've worked on TV shows, I usually don't watch it. Yeah, because you're working on something else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, working on something else. But I was like, you know, I'm I'm gonna watch this, and I'm sitting there in the theater, and like I'm I'm watching this, and first of all, the colors on the film are, un- are so vibrant, so beautiful, all the locations, obviously. But here I am, all of a sudden, I'm like, I'm crying. Now, as a basketball coach and all that other good stuff, yes, I'm like, ah, yes. I'm crying. But then when I talk to other people who watch it. You know, and then I admit that I had tears. Then they admit they have tears. Then all of a sudden, there's like 50, 60 people I've spoken to like, yep, I shed tears in it. And yeah. and that is, I got a text yesterday, last night, like, oh, I saw a rise. Oh, it's a beautiful story. And I cried. I was like, yeah, I know. So did I. <laughs> but, but, but it, yeah, sorry. But, sorry no, 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 go but, ahead, go ahead. No, what I was saying, but remember, I, when I read the script, I cried. Yeah. And so, and so, that's the that's the that's the thing. But I'll, I'll also say to your point about feeling, you know, I've come to Los Angeles a lot of times, and many times the city is cold. You know, doors mm-hmm. slam on you and 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 so on. And to arrive in Los Angeles for the premiere and drive down the street and see this massive rise poster, yeah. as 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 driving to the, I really took a, it. It uh, you you got to enjoy these moments, you know. And I'm one of those. I'm, I, 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 I enjoy those. I enjoy the moment because it's the moment, and you know you, you know. And again, you gotta enjoy it, and also acknowledge the work of everybody yeah. to 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 make it. You know what I mean? And just remember the work. And that's what I always. That's what, you know. One of my one of my lectures used to tell me that thing of like, and I tell it to people all the time. It's the work. It's the work. So enjoy that work. And then when the time comes, celebrate the work. And then you move on. Yeah. But but the crying, yeah. I, I've, I've seen so many people say, hey, you cried. And that's like, Arash, it's a beautiful story. Oh, and, exactly. <laughs> and, and Arash wrote a beautiful script. And, and, and everybody brought the beauty to it, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, Dayo, Yetide, Uche, Rao, Jaden, Elijah, you know, the, the, the young ones, Chinua, yeah. and, and all, all the actors brought that love to it yeah no it's a beautiful story and i love what you just said about the love the leading you know and enjoying i think we work so hard that we forget to enjoy that labor 
Yeah, people, labor with people you. need to celebrate. I'm always like, my friends are always like, ah, you always celebrate. I say, you got to celebrate. You got to celebrate. I'm with you. We got to, we're going to celebrate all the time. <laughs> you got to celebrate because what you're up at three o'clock in the morning, four o'clock, whatever it is, whatever the work is, right. you got to celebrate because yeah. you also have to acknowledge yourself and yes. the work you've done and also the work everyone else has done. But the acknowledgement, and then, and then once, and, and the, you know, you can go, you know, some, you know, maximum enjoyment. <laughs> right. Um, right. But but my point is you gotta acknowledge, you gotta acknowledge the work and acknowledge yeah. yourself and celebrate yourself and the team all the time. Um, and take the lessons and move and, and then you know you, you you go on. Yeah, that's freaking amazing. Well, again, I got one last question for you. I appreciate you coming on. I, we ask all our guests yes. on four seasons of the Be Contagious Leadership Experience. Here's a question. When the world wakes up and makes a full featured film based on your life, who is playing you? I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) We should have different stages. We'll have a kid you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 20s you, older version of you. And and, I mean, knowing you, you'd probably cast yourself in one of them. And I'm all for it. (laughs) They'll probably like keep him away from the set. (laughs) (laughs) No, I know know you asked that question. And and I thought, I was just like, I can't go. I've got, I got nothing. (laughs) No, you got nothing. That's good. Well, okay, man, I I can't tell. I appreciate you coming on the show. Um, People could find me on Instagram. I mean, your work on Rise has been, it was a huge pleasure of mine and Amy's. And Likewise. game-changing films to, to be able to work with you. It was awesome. I can't wait to work with you again. So that's yeah. the other thing, is in building a team, we've got the team. Can't wait to work with you all again. Well, you got Amy's number and my number. We'll make it happen. That's right. Thank you <laughs> so right, much. Again, thanks for coming on, man. No doubt. Thank you. Right. Akin, by far, is one of my favorite guests on the BCLE. Watch out for future projects by Akin Otomosu. Listen, I love that you jump on the Be Contagious Leadership Experience, and I'm asking you, go ahead, go to iTunes or wherever you listen and drop us a comment, rate us, tell us if we're good or bad. Either way, we want to hear from you. Now, remember, just remember one more thing. You have the power to turn your life around, and you have the power to bring joy in empowering others every single day of their lives. Don't ever, ever waste a minute. Listen, I love you. Have an amazing day. Until next time, we'll see you on the B-C-L-E.